My name is Bryce Kala, and I'm a dreamer. Both waking and sleeping, my rich and vivid imagination has been keeping life interesting since I was very little. So I'm going to share those dreams with you, and I'd love for you to share your dreams with me. Let's do this together in a little place that I like to call Somewhere in Dream World. and welcome to another episode of Midnight Notions Somewhere in Dreamworld podcast. My name is Bryce Kala. I'm always your host. And this episode could have been brought to you by Root Beer Floats. I don't know if you knew this, but if you have root beer in a glass and some ice cream, or maybe even a cup, you could use a cup instead of a glass. You put that ice cream in there, you put the root beer in there, and you have a float. And it's wonderful. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You can also use a bowl. You could also use... Yeah, I've never had a root beer float in a bowl. Really? What? Why? It's amazing. And I'm going to do that after this podcast <laughs> episode because I have all of the ingredients. Uh, I would like to welcome everyone uh, to our special guest or welcome our special guest to everyone. Hi. This is Van Daly. Hi, everybody. Hi, Van. How are you? <laughs> I am good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Van is a, uh, for the listeners out there, is a fellow improviser from the Minneapolis area, uh, the Twin Cities, and actually a close neighbor. I know, right? It's like, <laughs> I might as well just walked here. <laughs> um, yeah. What's what's going on, Van? What's new in the uh, in the world of Van Daly? Oh, well, um, Van Daly has been doing um, improv at Huge Theater, located at Lindale and 31st in South Minneapolis. <laughs> whoop whoop. Uh, so <laughs> I am currently on the Kemp team for the Herald Turns 50. And that is on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock, September and October of October. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm also uh, the one of the new co-hosts of Off Top Minneapolis, which is a hip hop improv mixer i am co-hosting with mj marsh and there's also kevin bagazzo uh, probably ruined his last name <laughs> forgive me kevin he does. i'm sure he's if, you know honestly speaking as someone with a silent l at the last <laughs> part of my last name i understand botched last names and it's probably no problem that's why i go by van daily because people will botch my name yeah. left and right but, <laughs> but yeah and um so it's basically a mix of um hi- of hip-hop uh well basically freestyling and improv okay so so explain the format to me do people sign up yes um it's, it's a lot like space jam where um people sign up mm. and they for the listeners rate, oh. who aren't improvisers <laughs> we're not talking about the 90s hit movie no god no 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 we are not playing basketball against looney tunes no that's not what we're doing um yeah. feels They're like sometimes characters from nintendo <laughs> games uh no uh space jam is an open improv jam yeah yeah um so people sign up they rate their freestyle level from a one to five and their battle skills from a one to five 
if they, they rate want to their battle, own. yeah, they they rate their own skills, their improv skills, their freestyle mm-hmm. skills, and if they want to battle. Okay. And we try to be fair about who we pair people up with. Okay. Um, you know, it, some people are first timers, and that's the other thing we ask too. Like, if this is your first time, mm-hmm. uh, so far we've gotten four Thursdays in. I think, yeah, um, four Thursdays so far. Okay. By the time this airs, it'll probably <laughs> be a few more. <laughs> Right. Um, but it's, oh, it's so a top secret uh, <laughs> for the listeners. I may or may not record these well in advance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like I just told all the kids that Santa Claus isn't real. It's all right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> that would be a terrible thing to do because Santa Claus is real, right? Yeah. So the Tooth Fairy and... Um, and the Easter Bunner. And the... Bunner? Bunner. Bunner. And the and the elfer on the shelfer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Van, I brought you here to talk about dreams. What do you say yes. we talk about some dreams? Let's talk about some dreams. All right, it's time to go to sleep. And a friendly reminder to those of you listening out there that if you want one of your dreams to show up on this show, I will either read it or play the voicemail message of it on this show. I'm gathering a bunch of them up together. And once we have a big old uh, batch of them, we'll do a listeners only dreams uh, episode. Uh, But if you want to do that, you can call it in at 612-643-643. 0944, or you can send an email to podcast at midnightnotion.com. I've removed the form so that it's less formy and more here's an email, send whatever you like. <laughs> Sounds convenient. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's just it's just easier that way. Um Van. Yes. How have you been sleeping lately? Lately. Uh, oh. <laughs> um well. Uh, I've gotten more comfortable with naps. (laughs) (laughs) Naps are great. And honestly, I feel like more of my dreams come from naps than actual sleep. Right. Like I actually have very vivid dreams when it comes to napping. That sort of moment where you like snooze your alarm and then you kind of fall back. I feel like that's where a lot of them happen. Yeah. I think it's because it's such a, a controlled short period of time maybe that's why because usually i go to sleep at night and sometimes i'll just like open my eyes and i'm like oh dang i'm awake yeah but (laughs) it's just like a blink right it's over (laughs) where's all that rest i was promised (laughs) but like nap time is just like oh there's a little bit of time to linger in my brain for a while yeah and that's where all these weird dreams come from so (laughs) like uh so anything recent yeah uh (laughs) I was taking a nap the other day. I'm giggly. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> um, so I was taking a nap the other day and I dreamt about my childhood church, which is um, kind of a pattern for me. I, I dream a lot about um, I grew up in Joliet, Illinois, mm-hmm. which is about uh, about 45 minutes or an hour outside of Chicago. OK. And I, it's basically like someone took a piece of Mississippi and dropped it in Illinois. Oh, <laughs> that's the opposite side of the, okay. Because everybody there is like from the South and either related to me or related to somebody that's related to me. It's, okay. Yeah. Small town. <laughs> it's a little bigger now, but anyway. Um, so a lot of my dreams revolve around um, my childhood home, my high school or my church. 
Okay. Of, of which I was raised Baptist, but I'm agnostic now. But still, that was a very integral part of becoming who I am. Sure. So I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I dream about those places. But I had a very vivid dream <laughs> the other day while taking this nap where I was uh, I was with Shadow Moon from American God. Shadow Moon. <laughs> so that was my man for some reason. Okay. You were with... I was I was with him. Elaborate. That was my man. That was my boo thing. That was my bae. Okay, that you was were my like boyfriend. holding hands, like yeah, like bringing him to like this is where I went to church as a kid, uh-huh. and my mom was there, and it was like a whole thing, and nice. so <laughs> great meet the family. Yeah, it was like okay, well these are people I haven't seen in a long time, and I'm hugging people, and there are a few people that were like you know like Ugh. like <laughs> Ugh, how <laughs> like, dare you date an actor. <laughs> No, just like throwing shade towards me as a person. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I used to get some hate when I was growing up. Okay. For a variety of reasons, which I can get into another time. Sure. But you don't, <laughs> or you get to later. You're not obligated to <laughs> elaborate on anything you don't want. But, to. you know, it's actually, actually, it is, I feel like it's a really important thing. Um, I, I will say this much, and this is kind of deviating just a little bit. Sure. But when there are girls you know teenage girls becoming young women Mm -hmm. and you know we can't help how our bodies develop absolutely and there are times that we are as 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 women will put these just accusations and negativity towards girls over something that they can't help and because i developed quickly i used to get a lot of sneers and judgment and I was dressing just the same as my peers. Right. And they would still, you know, say things like, you know, I was, what I had on was too tight or too low cut or, you know, and it was like, okay, you can't even see anything. Right. You know, and it, it re- would really hurt my feelings, especially if I felt really good about what I had on. Right. So there was some of that shade that mm-hmm. did kind of transpire as I was a teenager. I think just teenagers in general are just horrible people. <laughs> I was a I was a great person. I don't know what teenagers I, you were coming across. I was kidding. a great teenager. <laughs> Not as a blanket statement. There are some bad ones, but yeah, I yeah think for the some. most part. They, but this was like coming from adults. It's a confusing yeah. it's a f- confusing time to be in and it's a compu- confusing time for other people as well cuz the adults are they're used to seeing this child that's young and, and we, we have to carry everywhere. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden they have their own brain and opinions. And how come I can't control this thing anymore? Oh, I was and precocious never... that way. I, I, I always had my own brain and opinions. <laughs> I didn't care if there was an adult or not. And that is absolutely <laughs> how everyone should be. You should all have your own brains. I suggest that if anybody wants you to have someone else's brain, maybe say no. Yeah, just say no. <laughs> Unless it's a really rich person, maybe. I don't know. Nah, I'll take their uh, wallet. No, <laughs> I'm not going to take their wallet, but I would rather have their wallet. That, there clean, you go. Clean that up. There you go. So I'm not a thief. Just say <laughs> no to thieving people. That's. I also agree with that. <laughs> um, but back to the dream. So there's a dream in here somewhere. <laughs> there's a dream. So, um, so in this dream, um, just to go back. So picture a pretty small country church in the sticks of... Joliet, Illinois, past a barbecue shack and the freight train lines nestled off to the side across the street from a very overgrown cemetery that no one even knows who's buried there was this church. (laughs) Wow. 
no gravel parking lot on both sides. The railroad tracks literally are like kissing the back of the church. And did they ever during the service just go by and oh, shake yeah. everything up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Not very often, but you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Like during like choir rehearsal or whatever, you know, we sure. were used to it. Yeah. So okay. So here we are in this church, wood panel walls, you know, um, felt red, like red felt seats on like wood pews, Mm -hmm. you know, hymnals on the back, you know, just you're very just commonplace kind of church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm seeing people like, you know, at their at our actual age Mm -hmm. um, that I've grown up with that are still there and I'm hugging them and they're introducing, you know, people throwing shade. Okay. Whatever, whatever. My mother's all proud of me and you know, um, my kids for whatever reason are not in this dream, but that's okay. okay. <laughs> Cause I don't take them to church anyway. So it makes sense. Sure. They have <laughs> their own brains. <laughs> they have their own brains and their own opinions. And that's what I want them to have. And so, um, um, during this dream, um, we're, it's a lot of like introductions and whatnot walking around um i am fed a spaghetti dinner mm. while i'm sitting at a piano tasty <laughs> at a piano it at makes a it piano like in the front it was weird um you know like everyone was fed and you know we're there for service and we're watching the choir sing but after a while like we get a little bored and get tired and then all of a sudden the entire right side of the church becomes like a bed Oh, the whole right side. The whole right side is like a big bed. That for, is a very big bed. That is a very big it's bed. It's like full size, queen size, king size, god size. Yeah, it's like god size bed on the right side of wow. the church. And like, I don't know what happened to the people. It just Everyone's just gone and we're just, we just have this whole side of the church to ourselves. Okay, you and Shadow. Yes, me and Shadow. Um, I wish it had been Jason Momoa, but for whatever reason, it was Shadow Moon. And so we're in this bed and, you know, big blanket, just same size as a bed. And we took a nap and it was like, okay, for some reason. (laughs) To just take a nap in church. (laughs) Just take a nap in church. Like blatantly take a nap in church. (laughs) Well, everybody else went home, so. No, no, like people were still there. It was like, no, service was still going on and we're taking a nap in the bed and during church. I I know it was weird, right? Okay. And so, um, and then at some point we wake up and as we're waking up, we're cuddling, but like kind of forgetting where we are waking up cuddling. Great. And then... (laughs) No, nothing too um, explicit went on during this cuddle session. Sure, sure. Um, the listeners all believe you. <laughs> Don't believe me. And so, <laughs> but then it's like, oh, wait a minute. And then we wake up and then like we get up from the covers and we get up off this bed and then the bed's just gone. And it's like pews and people again. Okay. Um, during, at this point, uh, I believe the order was that I saw noticed that there was like a new balcony built started to go up to the balcony which is this part was really weird um and i heard someone talking that sounded familiar to me and i decided uh from the balcony to jump down oh because i guess it was faster than taking the stairs i mean technically speaking i mean it is (laughs) but it it made sense for me to do this in my dream but i felt and i landed on my feet like a cat like straight 
you know, just came down, knees bent, and then stood up. And but still, it was like a little bit of a reverb right. <laughs> when I stood up. And there was an old woman that was like knitting in the corner, like in the back corner on a pew, that was looking at me and said, "Bet you, bet you won't do that again." So like, yeah, I guess I won't. Like, yeah. and then just. <laughs> And then I decided to look for the bathroom. And then someone was like, okay, well, there's a bathroom over up here now, of which all the bathrooms are in the basement, you know, mm-hmm. and they had built like, oh my God, it was like a, I'm just remembering now. It was like a, almost like a secret door. You know how, like when you, um, how there's like secret, secret passageways all over the place. Yeah, yeah. They're everywhere. And so <laughs> in the dream world, in the dream world. Yeah. And it was like, and this is like an all wood panel wall. It's like you tapped on a portion of the wall and there's like a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then like a few feet down, you tap on another portion. And there's like a janitor's closet. So I didn't want to go to the bathroom in the janitor's closet. I go in the bathroom. And it was like this kind of art deco kind of style. And it was like very bright and shiny, but no windows. It was weird. And, so, and you know, come back out and, you know, there's like kids walking around with electronic devices that are too loud and babies playing with like electric toys that are too loud and the pastor's son, um, he's which he's about around my age, and he's like walking around like checking kids, like okay, you need to take that off, like you no, know, turn that down, put your headphones in, or you know, leave whatever. And the baby that was playing with a toy was like a few pews ahead of me, and he walks up, and he's like, okay, we need to take that. And this lady's looking like what? And I just kind of looked at her like, nah, just just go ahead and let him just let it go. Yeah. And so she was like, okay. And then they just like gave him like there was like a rabbit or something. Just a rabbit. Yeah, like so like they replaced it with a rabbit. No, not like it was like a stuffed like a, like rabbit that made some kind of noise. Oh, okay. Yeah, that this baby was playing with. Sure. So yeah, it was just really weird. And like my mom's like off like you know being social separately from me and like shadows just by my side the whole time except for going to the bathroom and jumping from the balcony. But at that point, I decided, like, you know what, I'm ready to go. Like, I've I've seen everyone I want to see, and you know, spoken to everyone I want to speak to, and yep. I don't feel like feel a need to stay. So then we we stand up to leave, and as we turn around to walk towards the back, there are all these white sheets of kind of like a like a waxy kind of tissue paper like all these rectangles that are very neatly like spread out like where people would normally sit. Okay. And as we stand up, there's, we, we look over and there's like where we were sitting, mm-hmm. there were some like these blank white sheets placed in our seats, like just from nowhere. They're just right there. Huh. And as I look across the sanctuary, there's like rows and rows of this white paper from, huh. you know, in these empty pews. And then um, we go out the doors from the sanctuary down these stairs to where the actual exit is. And there was like a like a glass bulletin board, like along the staircase. And there were pictures, but they had the same kind of paper over the pictures, except the, the that paper was black. OK. And then the pastor, he starts to come up like, I don't know why he wasn't in the, in the altar over by the altar for some reason but as we were leaving he was coming out of the basement from that side and um he started like you know kind of like shaking his head about like the dwindling numbers of people in church and i was just kind of like that's messed up well we're leaving (laughs) (laughs) so much (laughs) can't guilt me into staying no not me (laughs) so so like we walked out the front doors um, me and Shadow and I think my no my mom was staying mm-hmm. 
me and Shadow walk out. And as we start to head towards the parking lot, the reverb from that jump hit me again. Oh, sure. And it's like the, my insides just didn't feel right. Like, I don't know if it was internal bleeding or whatever it was supposed to be was that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was about to pass out. And just when I was about to pass out and he was about to catch me, my phone rang and I woke up. Oh, well, I mean, you're saved from whatever <laughs> that feeling was. I was saved by the bell. Hey, <laughs> references. Right. Oh, 90s. wow. How does, um, how does that dream make you feel? What do you take away from it? You know, I, one of the, I guess one of the big things I kind of took away from it was, um, I don't regret leaving church. I don't regret like, but I also don't regret that the impact that being in church had on me. Sure. Okay. You know, um, because that's, that is like where I first started performing was, you know, in the choir. Like yeah. even when I was too young to be in the choir, I would sit with my mom when she was in the choir and I would still sing with them. Okay. So it was like, nobody was going to stop me regardless. Right. And right. they were also very encouraging of, of me being a writer mm-hmm. cause I was a writing major in college oh, and nice. they paid for me to take college classes when I was still in high school. Wow. So, you know, I, I don't regret that experience at all. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. So maybe that dream was kind of reflect reflecting of my gratefulness of having that experience for what it was mm-hmm. in a positive way Yeah, for me. Um, but it's still not something like religiously I adhere to. Sure. I think a lot of times, I mean, cause I have a similar thing. Uh, my, I, my perceived grandparents house shows up into my dreams a lot. Um, and it's not always the way that their house actually was, mm-hmm. but I, I perceive that to be their house a lot. And that's kind of a place where I was most comfortable. That's a place that I felt like I kind of belonged and it was kind of anytime there was something, um, like if it was a scary dream, uh, I mentioned in the first episode, the wolf dream that I had, I, my safe place from the scary part was in my grandparents' house. Do you think that the church shows up a lot because you felt kind of welcomed there? Or is it sort of a, um, a lot of times they call it Catholic guilt. I know you said it's Baptist, <laughs> but like Baptist do you have guilt. any sort of like, oh, maybe I should check out church once in a while? No, not really. <laughs> Okay. All okay. Right. That's, that's a perfectly fine answer. You do you, and the listeners, you do you. Yeah. And I mean, do do what's do what's in your heart. Yeah. There you go. That's great. Um. So, what about the 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 tissues? You said there were tissues in the the pews where you and others had been. Oh, like the tissue paper. You know, I, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> Right. You know, if anybody has any ideas, feel free to share. <laughs> is it something like, do do you miss any of those people? Are you in contact with or Facebook friends? That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty much about it. I'll probably share this. So, you know, I'm sure they'll have something to say. Sure. <laughs> they'll be like, how come, how come I wasn't in your dream? Yeah. There, there are actually a few specific people who were in, in my dream. I'm not going to name them right now. Cause sure. Just like leave them guessing. You know who you are. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think with that, it's time to wake up. Okay. Oh, it's a bright, sunny evening. I could just five more minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Maybe hit that snooze uh, and, and try your best. 
Um, Van, <laughs> do you have any big dreams for your life? Any any big aspirations that you are looking to do? That's kind of a loaded question there, Bryce. What's the uh, podcast <laughs> all about dreams? I mean, y'all. Okay, so <laughs> my dreams for myself. I would like to get more into improv. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to continue doing shows, maybe tour. I would like to eventually do workshops, um, working with teenagers of color who maybe don't feel that they don't, who basically don't have a chance to still continue on their childhood and don't um, really know how to play and just kind of like be in their own heads and, and get out. Like I would like to be able to encourage that. So, encourage them to play some more yes to play just try play some improv like you know yeah try improv and even if it's not like their thing but just have the skills to do that so they can like let that transfer into life what do you what is it about improv that draws you in so much well for me you know it, it's a great creative outlet for me um it's allowed me to say some things on stage that I probably wouldn't say to people in real life. Sure, um, sure. So, you know, there's always that. Um, yeah. And I just like the creativity of it. And I also like the teamwork of it, too. Um, I've had people ask me, like, if I've ever considered doing stand-up. And I, I did think about that at one point. But after doing improv, I'm like, I like working with people so much on stage mm-hmm. that I really couldn't realistically see myself doing stand-up. I feel like that's some of the most... Um, that's one of the most fun things about it is that you have no idea what's about yes. to hit you, <laughs> right? You get up there and you're like, oh, I'm totally going to be one of those British guards. And when somebody walks by, I'm going to say the eagle has landed and they're going to do something really fun with this. And then someone steps on stage and goes, look at that statue. And now you're a Their statue. statue. <laughs> And like, what kind of statue are you going to be? Like now you got to figure something new, figure out something new on the spot. Yeah. So yeah, I I do love that about it. And it's great because it's a, it's really how life works. Exactly. Right. I mean, cause (laughs) the world turns. You have to be present and ready for whatever comes along. And when it does come along, you, you basically have no choice. Like it happened. And you can fight it and say it's not going to happen, but it's right there. Or you can yes and. Yes and. Exactly. <laughs> yes and life. life. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think that's great. So if there was someone, uh, a, a younger person that was maybe hadn't heard of improv before, um, that's in your, your target of what, who you want to teach and inspire to do this, mm-hmm. uh, wh- what would you tell them? What, w- what would your pitch be to, to give improv a try? Well... Let's see. What would I pitch to them? I would say, you know, one of the great things about improv is that you're still you, but you can still be whoever you want to be. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like um, it's it's indicative of um, creating like like whatever it is you want to see in the world. Sure. You know, or what scenarios or how you react to something, because, you know, like you said, you know, sometimes things happen that are outside of your control and you're mm-hmm. put in a situation like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And it's good practice, especially like, you know, if you're a teenager, you need that practice. Right. <laughs> Say you're in a church somewhere and someone's throwing shade at you. Right. Like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> right. You can't control their shade. Right. You can you can either pretend it's not happening or you can yes and it. Right. Like, yes, you feel this way about me. 
And, and here's <laughs> another reason to feel great about me. Exactly. Like, look reason. at how awesome I am because I write and I write so well. I write for the school paper and I'm in a yearbook about how great I am. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, absolutely. I, and that's true, by the way. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. Shameless. Uh, well, Because I'm my own biggest cheerleader. And that's the other thing, too, about being an improv is that, you know, that's you. You know, even though you're on stage with other people, you know, you still have to push yourself on to make these decisions, make these choices, decide, okay, is this a scene I want to get in on? Is this a scene I want to edit? Is this a scene where I want to like tap a character out? Mm -hmm. You know, you still make these different choices and decisions and then it's like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about the teamwork. It really does make a difference. You're, you're working together to make something beautiful for an audience and everybody usually ends up leaving with a smile yeah. because you all experienced something. Yeah. And, and sometimes something that maybe um, I thought was more profound mm-hmm. wasn't as profound and someone mentioned something else. So, yeah, I just <laughs> yeah, I, I love improv there. It's great. It's <laughs> wonderful. Well, with that, I suppose it's time to improvise the ending. Thank you very much, Van, for coming on. Thank you. Super great. Uh, we were going to talk about sleep paralysis, but we'll have to do it another time, I guess. Yes, it's okay. I can wait. <laughs> uh, until then, uh, the sponsor who could have sponsored this show was Root Beer Floats. Yummy. I'm going to have to grab one of those. Uh, if you want to write in to this podcast and have your dream on the show, write an email at pod, uh, to podcast at midnightnotion.com or call it in at 612-643-0944. And remember to like, share, and subscribe, and uh, write a review if you feel so uh, inclined. Otherwise, I'll see you next time on Somewhere in Dreamworld. Sleep well, dream well, and be well. <laughs> <laughs>